Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am Legal Man. I am America's most trusted lawyer, and that's not saying much. <laughs> We're going to have some fun together. I've been a lawyer for 30 years. I have figured out pretty much every kind of scam and trick they pull. <laughs> I like telling people about it. Most of the time, they don't even believe me, but the facts are the facts. And tonight, I'm going to talk about just one small aspect of the Supreme Court, because we've all grown up hearing over and over and over again about you know, how the Supreme Court's the law of the land, and the Supreme Court gives us the law and all this authority and blah, 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 just crap we hear from the time we're born. And it's just jammed into us with movies and TV shows and professors and media. It's just nonstop. And I want to explain to people how fundamentally screwed up that is and what a just laughable lie it is. I know a lot of people will be saying, well, who are you? Who the hell are you? You a constitutional expert? Well, actually, I think I am a constitutional expert. Uh, I've been studying it for decades. And the reality is that it doesn't take any expertise beyond simply the ability to read and think to be a, quote, constitutional expert. The fact that so many constitutional experts all just spew the same line of bullshit is not proof that it's true. When I show you the very simple explanations, I think you'll see that. Whenever I start talking about this kind of thing, people immediately think, well, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to be able to understand this. <laughs> the, uh, the obsession with authority and the, uh, the cult of expertise is so great in this country. It's amazing. And just because you're not an, a, quote, certified expert in something doesn't mean that you're not just as capable of being able to identify the system or the situation or understand. Because the reality is when the Constitution was written, there were no law schools, okay? None of the chief justices had gone to law school. There were just people who read the law, okay? Well, you're capable of reading the law and you're capable of reading and understanding things. And that's all we're talking about. We're talking about common sense, the ability to think it's not limited to people who went to law school. What is the Supreme Court's actual function and what is its real power? People think that's beyond them, but it's not because if understanding the way the Constitution is supposed to work is beyond regular people and you have to be a, quote, constitutional law expert who went to Harvard, if that's the case, then what in the hell was the point of having a vote of the people to ratify it? <laughs> I mean, you think about it. If you can't understand what it is you're supposedly ratifying, then as a matter of law, okay, you have no ability to consent to it. There's no meeting of the minds. But they put it out to the people because the people were supposedly capable of simply reading and understanding. This is what it is. This is what it says. This is how the powers will be divided up. So don't get intimidated by this crap. Don't, don't allow people to intimidate you. You're perfectly capable. Like I said, the very fact that it was voted on by the people is proof positive that this is not beyond people. So why does this even matter? I mean, why am I doing a show on this, right? <laughs> well, simple, because there's so much tyranny that pours down from the courts. People sit around, they wait for these supposed opinions to be released. And then the court says, well, you can't have a gun. And now you can, abortion's legal everywhere. And now eminent domain, they're going to take your house. And, oh, freedom of religion is now gone. And we have to tear down statues and all this crazy stuff. People believe that because the court has issued an opinion in a single case, 
that now, therefore, this is the law of the land. I mean, that's impressed upon people day and night in these legal opinions and analysts and in movies and everywhere else. And it's just total and complete bullshit. And I'm going to show you one facet or why that is just so clearly not the case. Let's look at actually the language because people are always shocked. They imagine there's so much complex language in the Constitution about it. It's really not. It's quite simple. Article 3 of the Constitution, which is the article that gives the supposed judicial power, it only says this. I'm going to quote it. The judicial power of the United States shall be vested in one Supreme Court and in such other inferior courts as the Congress may from time to time ordain and establish. That's it. That's all it says. The authority beyond that it simply speaks to the kinds of cases the jurisdiction it has. And it basically just says that the judicial power shall extend to all cases in law and equity arising under the Constitution, the laws of the United States, and the treaties. That's all it says. It's certainly not beyond regular people to be able to understand that language, read it, and understand it. The issue is, what is judicial power? That's it. That's the entire question. Because they've only been given judicial power. The fact that they're called a Supreme Court, it sounds so important. But the reality is it's just a name. So they have the ultimate judicial power in the United States, whatever judicial power is. It doesn't create additional power. It just gives them that. So what is judicial power? Well, it's not complicated, and anybody can look it up. But all judicial power is is the authority to decide a actual case between actual litigants. That's it. That's all it is. And it entails all sorts of things, like you have to get personal jurisdiction over them. They have to have jurisdiction in the court. But all it ultimately comes down to is that they get to decide whatever the factual dispute is between those parties. That's all it is. So now let's look at what it is not. Since we're told over and over and over again about how it is the law of the land, okay? And that's where all the trouble starts. Judicial power is not the ability to make laws. It's not the ability to issue a court opinion and make that opinion now the, quote, law of the land. That's no part of judicial power. It doesn't say that its interpretation can change the Constitution. It can't make something legal or illegal simply by an opinion. It only has judicial power. It doesn't tell us that whenever they issue an opinion that they tell us what the law is for all times. It doesn't say that. There's no language in there about that. Do people understand that one Congress can't even bind another Congress? The idea that a single court opinion in one case binds all people for all time in this country is preposterous. It is absurd on its face. Nobody would fight a war and then install a government with such a crazy star chamber. But we're told it is the situation over and over and over again. And the lawyers and the law professors, they all just repeat this over and over again. I mean, every single time there's a vacancy on the court, we hear endless analysis about how important it is, critical, and the, the, the balance of the court, and all this other nonsense, basically constantly implying that this idea that the, whatever the court's going to say, we're all going to be bound to. That's the heart of the system over and over. I think they actually believe it in all likelihood. Well, the court itself 
tells us what its power supposedly is. And the way the court speaks about it is in terms of a case or controversy. And that's all about the fact that you have to have actual litigants with actual facts, because those are the only people who are going to be in the case, get to argue the case, get notice of the case, and be bound by the case. If you don't have that for any reason, and there are multiple reasons you may not, then you don't have something that the court can hear. That's how the court talks about it. You have to have a system. It doesn't mean the system applies to everyone at all times. It just means, look, there has to be a way to file a case and get a final answer. Once you have a final answer, that's it. It's over. You don't get to keep going. And the Supreme Court is simply the last place. That's it. Once they rule, it's over. Case is done. Can Congress just run a law over or propose law over the Supreme Court and say, hey, take a look at this. See if this is constitutional or not. <laughs> no, that can't happen. Why? Because there's no case or controversy. It has no authority to do that. If the court was there to do what we're told, which is to tell us what the law is, and they're the law of the land, they're the final word, and all this other crap we hear all the time, right? Well, then we should just be able to run a proposed law over and say, look, is this constitutional? And they look at it, they say, eh, nah, I don't know, this, this area here is kind of screwed. Just like a legal department makes an assessment. If they were acting as, in effect, the legal department for the federal government, then they would be able to do that. But they won't. They can't. They know they can't because all they can do is hear a case in controversy. That's why when a bill gets passed and something goes in, you have to wait years or and they have some issue comes up and then it finally gets before the court with some crazy fact scenario. And that's how we get the ruling. So do you see that the, the mischief and the tyranny that's imposed on the people through the courts has nothing to do with the, what the courts are actually empowered to do. That's preposterous. You can't even be bound in a case unless they get personal jurisdiction over you. Well, have you ever been in a Supreme Court case? Of course not. But you're supposedly bound to it? How? There's no personal jurisdiction over you. The fact that they rule on the law? Okay, they ruled on the law, which was a, a ruling based upon the facts of that case, based upon whatever was argued. That's it. It only applies to the people in that case. That's just the reality. There is absolutely nothing to indicate anything else. The language is very clear. And the simple fact is, if they were setting up an entity with an unknown group of people who would sit for life unelected to then issue opinions that would have the force of law throughout the land forever, there would have been a hell of a lot more discussion about that. Who would agree to such an insane setup? Nobody. It's not the law. That's not what the Constitution gives to the Supreme Court. It has nothing to do with it. It's just something that's grown up over time because it makes the court powerful, which makes the federal government powerful. And there is endless proof besides the simple language I've already showed you. How many people are aware that when the, the August Justice Marshall's court who issued Marbury versus Madison, how many people know that a justice on his court, Samuel Chase, was impeached? <laughs> he was impeached for showing political bias in his opinions. Imagine that's in the very early 1800s, like 1804. So you're talking about all the original founders still walking around, okay? And they impeached a justice on that court for being politically biased. 
Now, they didn't get a conviction because of more politics, but look at that mindset. Okay, they knew these, these guys weren't up there to tell them what to do. They knew that wasn't their job. They impeached the man when he was out of control, right? Do you see this? And Andrew Jackson, just a few years later, he's out to the same Justice Marshall. He said, well, he's issued his opinion. Now, good luck enforcing it. I mean, they understood. They didn't pay such absurd deference to this star chamber. That's not the way the country is constructed. We are not the victims of this court where you have to wait. Once they issue an opinion, you have to just wait and try to get a constitutional amendment and spend all this time trying to get 75% of the states to vote and this and that. Or we're supposed to wait and hope that we can get somebody elected who will then nominate the right kind of person who hopefully can get ratified. <laughs> I mean, this system is completely preposterous. Who are they kidding? Nobody would have agreed to that. Nobody did agree to that. <laughs> They're just there to hear a case. And the fact is, you wouldn't even know any of their names. You wouldn't care anything about them. Just like you don't know any appellate judges, you don't know any district court judges, you wouldn't care who was on that Supreme Court. It wouldn't matter because you're never going to be a party to those cases. Okay? They're just a way to resolve a case. The only reason people care about it is because it's been so distorted over all these years all these years distorted and distorted and distorted. And now it's at this point where everyone just imagines, literally we have to sit around waiting for these oracles to come out and issue an opinion. It's utterly preposterous. I strongly urge people to simply look at that language. Just ignore the fact that the people, well, that is the law. <laughs> because all they mean when they say it is the law, that's the law, you have to read the law. All they actually mean is that the Supreme Court has said some things that they think mean that's the law. Well, the Supreme Court doesn't make law. <laughs> the Constitution trumps the Supreme Court. Supreme Court language is just that. It's Supreme Court language. They can be dead wrong. They're not the law. And the fact that Supreme Court cases attempt to claim that they have this power, that's no authority. That's no authority at all. They're not empowered to grant themselves authority. That's ridiculous. People used to understand this. When this country was founded, okay, the people were independent. Okay? They weren't just sitting around waiting for the government to tell them what to do and they just obey. <laughs> That's what you have now. Just nonstop brainwashing from the time you're born, 12 years of government indoctrination, then lies on media and in, and in colleges and in law schools and all these blowhards over and over and suppose people like Mark Levin just pushing the same old bullshit about how the Constitution does this and the Constitution does that and the Holy Supreme Court. I mean, it's all just bullshit. It's total bullshit. There's zero authority for it. I don't know how many more ways I can show you. Okay? You have to have personal jurisdiction. They don't have any personal jurisdiction over you. They couldn't order you to cut a bush down in your own yard unless you are joined in a case. You have to be personally joined in that case. Okay? Otherwise, the, the order means nothing. It means nothing. But the, the way it's been distorted, whatever order they issue, we're supposed to now believe that somehow it applies to everybody for all times. <laughs> uh, it's so silly. It's so silly. And, you know, the, the anti-federalists were right, but people don't even know about the anti-federalists. All they ever hear about is people talking about the Federalist Papers. Oh, go read the Federalist Papers and what the Constitution is supposed to do. All right. Well, 
first of all, the Federalist Papers are mostly a load of crap. They're a sales brochure by people pushing it. But even given that, certainly it should be in there. But there's not one damn thing about any of this idea that the court gives the law and all this other stuff. There's nothing in there. There's almost no discussion of the court because, as I've said, it's just a way to go and have a case resolved. That's it. And then the litigants go on their way. In the past, the lower courts were not obligated to follow the upper courts. This entire idea that somehow upper courts are this incredible thing that we must follow. In the law, that's called stare decisis, just a Latin term. It existed. It was well known. If somebody else who was a thinker on the courts had made a decision in an area that was similar, you looked at it. But they weren't bound to it. No one had to do it. That makes no sense. And in fact, the proof for that is the common term was well known, and it's not in the Constitution. Nothing in the Constitution says that the Supreme Court shall be blah, 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 and the lower courts must follow stare decisis strictly blah, blah, blah. They don't have anything like that in there. There's no mention of it. The fact that it's missing is proof that it's not supposed to be required because the court's supposed to be there to do justice. <laughs> They're supposed to be there to do justice. What the hell is just about the idea that you have to follow the opinion? What if the opinion sucks? What if it's completely wrong? <laughs> what if it doesn't do any kind of justice? Well, now you've what? You've enshrined it? into the law makes no sense. In every single case, every single litigant is supposed to be entitled to the best justice. The system they, that we are told we have, with greatest system in the world, fantastic system, <laughs> it just makes sure that whatever decision, regardless, say it was shit arguments, say the facts were weird, say the guy was corrupt, well now you must follow it forever. It's silly. It's crazy. It's not, it's not true. It's not in the Constitution. Nobody would agree to this. It's been forced on everybody. Nothing in the Constitution obligates a lower court to follow the opinion of the upper court. Nothing. So when, you, when you're trying to look for some kind of authority on the case and blah, 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 there's nothing in the Constitution that says they have to do it. Why do they have to do it? The reason they have to do it is because Congress passed a law saying lower courts must obey the upper courts in their circuits. That right there is proof that there was nothing in the Constitution that made these upper courts somehow superior to the lower courts when it came to a new case. When it came to a new case, they're all on equal footing there. It goes from the lower to the upper to the upper, and that's it. And once the uh, lower court's overruled in the case, it's overruled. But if it's not overruled, it's, then its opinion stands. But that's proof right there that there's nothing holy about this hierarchy. It's a construction of law to oppress you. That way they get a lever point. They can control everything from the top down. All they got to do is get one or two justices, rig the whole thing up, get an opinion, and now it applies to everybody for all times. It's ridiculous. And although I think I've already proved my case, I'm going to show you one more example that is just so stinking clear. Okay, Everybody imagines that the court is this third equal branch, blah, blah, blah. That's lies too. But there's nothing in the Constitution. Go read Article 3 that says there have to be nine justices. Okay, There have been all sorts of different numbers of justices on the court in the past. But it's that illusion that it's somehow an entire body that's over there making this law and is the final word and all this other crap that throws people off. Imagine 
if there was only one justice on the Supreme Court, just one, <laughs> so that whenever he or she or whatever kind of gender he wanted to represent himself as made a decision, that was it. We're all screwed. We have to, for all times, wait to try to get a constitutional amendment or wait till they die in order to overturn it. Nobody would buy that crap. All these ridiculous high-sounding arguments about the, the august court and all this other crap would be exposed for the fraud that they are. So just think about that. If there was only one, nobody would believe any of the crap they're told about the court. <laughs> it's just that clear. Uh, I kept it narrow, but I still covered a lot of material. And I hope people can at least see what a ridiculous scam this whole thing is. Maybe it'll stir people to look into it. I mean, I doubt it will, but you never know. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, be sure to subscribe and follow me on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at US Law Review. I also have a website. It's down in the show notes, truthaboutthelaw.com. I hope that I earned your trust. Maybe a little bit of trust. I know lawyers aren't very trustworthy, <laughs> uh, but you never know. That's going to do it. Everybody, take care. Take <coughs> care.